What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, aka Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. What up, y'all? I'm back here with another episode, you know what I'm saying? And I'm here with my brother. And, you know, we have never had a one-on-one episode before. But, you know, there's a first time for everything. And this is this is history in the making because who we are, us two, like, we, we have already shaken and we're going to shake the world some more. You know what I'm saying? But this is my brother. I love him so dearly. I've known him for, I think it's been about five years now because, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we met at school and he was on my podcast previously. He's actually been on here a couple of times, but like in a group setting. Uh, he was on my Nova Friends podcast, part one and part two. And then he did another podcast with me and my other friend, Brianna. And now we are here to talk about our experience. Um, that kind of coincides with our brotherhood and things of that nature. So everybody, this is my brother, Darren. Say something to the people. Yes, bro. sir. Thank you, Jesse. I'm happy to be here once again. Um, and I'm excited to get into today's topic. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically we're just going to talk about, um, obviously if you guys don't know, um, Darren and I both just recently graduated from the, the illustrious uh North North Carolina Carolina Uh agricultural and Uh technical state university. I could have been your mister. Uh Uh-huh. And also just to let y'all know, that's the number one HBCU in the United States of America. Just letting y'all know. Respect that. Yeah. There's nothing close. Sorry. Nothing close. Hampton isn't close. Howard isn't close. (laughs) None of y'all are close. Sorry. Um, we love y'all though. HBCU pride. Sure do. Um, but yeah, so we both went to A&T together, um, went there together, graduated together, which is a testimony in itself because child, that is not the story of everyone yeah um and we both studied engineering i studied mechanical engineering he studied civil engineering and um we're both from two different walks of life honestly but i guess my first question to you bro is like how did you feel when you first like got to campus and you realized that this was going to be your reality for the next four years when i say i was excited like i was the man with the plan i came in just understanding what my life had been up to that moment, understanding what opportunities I did have and what opportunities I wanted to have. And um, I'm very like detailed and meticulous at times. So I already knew what a had as far as organizations, as far as opportunities to connect, study abroad. So I came in knowing like, I'm gonna go travel. I'm going to um, get into some leadership positions, um, different things like that. So I came full of excitement and just very ready Um, I will say when I got on campus, though, I found that I was not the only one with that agenda. Like a lot of people were ambitious and like, you know, just uh, forward runners. And so it was kind of it didn't take me back. Like it didn't put fear in me, but it was like, oh, snap. Like Mm -hmm. this is a good thing because you're not one of your kind or the only one of your kind. But it's also like at the same time, don't be too big headed because we all, you know, trying to eat. So, yeah. So you feel like do you feel like that caused you to wrestle with comparison sometimes? Um, in the very early stages, yes. Uh, especially like knowing that, okay, you could have been top of your class. You could have been this or been that, but now like that doesn't really hold too much weight. Like whatever you do and make of yourself now is what matters. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but I mean, it wasn't too heavy in the beginning. It was more, uh, opera, excuse me. I was more optimistic. Yeah. So the things that you desire to do, do you feel like when you look back over your college career, do you feel like you checked everything off? 
Definitely not because God checked me. Oh, <laughs> so um, my God, I, I had we were going uh, here. <laughs> yeah, I had to get reeled in um, by the Lord about certain things that I was just interested in, and it was His protection. I didn't understand at the time, but He made it very clear that everything wasn't for me. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I mean, the Bible talks about that as well. But even like there's a lot of good things to do, but is that the God thing to do? Mm -hmm. And now being a graduate and us having done ministry on campus, like I can see where I could have done a lot of things to fill my resume or to, you know, fill my own desires. But I see what God wanted to do was a lot greater. So I did check enough things that I was like, this is definitely what I wanted to do. But I'm happy that the things I had to let go of I see the fruit of it now. Yeah. If y'all don't know, me and Darren actually lead a ministry. Um, it started our senior year, and the name of the ministry is called Remnant Gathering, and it's oriented for, I don't know if that's the right way to use that word. It's designed mm -hmm. for. Oh, it's yeah. oriented. That's the right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Darren's really good with vocabulary as well. <laughs> um, but it's designed for college students. Um, and so basically, Darren and I, you know, we, we hosted – Bible study meetings, prayer meetings in his apartment where we preached, prayed, and prophesied, um, mm -hmm. shared the gospel to people on campus, and many lives were changed. We had two events. Um, that was powerful. Um, our spiritual father, Apostle Jordan Bryce, came down to Greensboro from Virginia to support us, and that was definitely an experience. Um, both of us were going through a lot, like going through our own personal battles um, and had weight on our shoulders that we never experienced before. Um, you could talk about that, bro. Like, how did you feel about leading a whole ministry, feeling like God calling you to that and plus everything else that was happening in your life? Yeah, I was going to say that could be a whole episode, bro. Like, it was intense. Yeah. Um, I feel like both of us, we began to feel the weight of the ministry and the assignment before we came to the campus our senior year. Ooh, yes, like, sir. Like, the summer before, I'm in my head like, okay, <laughs> God, let's let's sit down and talk. Like, what is this going to look like? What is this impact? What is your outcome? And again, back to me being detailed, like I understand sometimes faith, you don't get all the answers, but yeah. I'm going to still ask. Yep. So I definitely was like, God, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it through us? Um, but the process of actually doing it was full of ups and downs. Like uh, literally the image that comes to me is really like plowing in the dark. Like mm. I have a shovel and I'm digging and there's absolutely no light. And even I think I said before, like when you're crawling through a tunnel, say like you're in the military or something or you're just in a really dark spot and you know there's a light at the end of it but you have to keep going until you get there yeah that's what most of the ministry felt like like okay we're gathering people we're gonna go with this uh type of strategy to embrace people we're gonna go with this type of strategy to open them up to a new level of the supernatural in christ um and you know you don't really know how it's working until you give it some time to work or to mm, not work so good. it really felt like we just had to walk by faith and and wait till the fruit started bearing, but it didn't mean we weren't putting the right seeds in the ground. So that's what a lot of it felt with, felt like. And then especially with um, everything regarding, I mean, being a full-time student trying to graduate on time, I think I was taking 20 credits. Like I was taking more that's than right, 18. Though, you sure were. Yeah, like I was taking a lot of credits. Um, I had a job, I had a family like at home. I had a lot of things going on, a lot of things moving. Yeah. So it just really brought me to the end of myself several times. and. It's almost like I could have thought at that time that that was a one-time thing. Like, we say it like, you know, you come to the end of yourself and that's where God takes in or comes in. But, like, that was like a weekly occurrence. Like, bro, <laughs> bro, God, I don't know what to do. I don't have it in me. Like, I need your strength. And, I mean, 
coming to that place is is good because you really do meet his strength you meet his grace to carry on and that's something i had to declare over myself the entire year like you're graced for this and i mean i saw the grace of god in action but yeah it was very very intense bro i remember bro when we were at the parking lot of your apartment complex and I told you that I was like struggling with dropping out. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told you, I remember verbatim, bro. I told you, I said, I just feel like God doesn't care. And I need a sign. Like I need a sign to let, to let him, to, I need him to give me a sign to let me know that I'll be able to finish because I just didn't feel like I could finish y'all like legit. And it like, it wasn't even like my grades were bad or anything like that. It's just the mental and emotional torment that I was going through was, was ridiculous. And I remember I was talking to Darren um, in his apartment complex. And then the very next day, y'all, listen, my grandmother, I love her dearly. Love you, gang gang. If you ever listen to this, love you. Um, She calls me every once in a while. It's not like we talk every day. Um, But this woman of God called me the day after I told Darren that. And because I remember it because when when uh. When she called me, I was in his apartment. Mind you, I was in Darren's apartment like every day. Like, yeah. And I think that's what really helped me as well. Side note is just being around community. Um, we lead the ministry, but we also have um, leaders under us as well that are good friends that we trust and love. And we just made sure that beyond like the whole ministerial thing and beyond the whole like <laughs> leading um you know, remnant gathering that we were in community, like, yeah. you know, sleeping over each other's houses, having movie nights, like, and just simply just talking and going out to eat. And I felt like that really helped. But anyway, my grandmother calls me and her and my cousin are on the phone, my cousins, sorry, and another minister that she's connected to. And their whole life speaking life into me, talking about the Lord is the Lord says he's going to give you the grace to finish. And I remember I started crying because and I feel like for me, just how you were saying, being in those rough positions, man, it allows you to see God in that way, because I literally asked God for a sign and he answered me the next day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when at least for me, like, I'll be honest, I even am growing in this area is like going dealing with trials and still not being emotional towards my relationship with God or being emotional in my perspective of him, like, and not forgetting that he's with me because literally in those moments, like he sends a sign that quick and it's like, dang, you were with me the whole time, regardless of how much I felt like it. But I thank God for the journey and I feel like it stretches you and it, 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 it increases your capacity for what is to come sure because now I look at what I, what I look at what we're dealing with now and I look at our lives now yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I see the difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, God had to, I'm not saying he had to break us in, but he had to break us in. It's like, I put the seed in you. The seed of faith is in you. The word is in you, but we gotta, we gotta stretch that thing. That thing mm. has to grow roots in you. And I mean, yeah, like, God definitely showed up like you don't get to know him in certain ways until you go through certain things with him. And even the same way college is like a a mini game of life. I look at it that way because it's like, yeah, you can make wrong decisions and you can, you know, do things, but it will. There's a system here to really protect you. This is not the real world for real. You know what I mean? Like you can still go to jail and all that stuff. Don't be crazy. But (laughs) like it's it's like a net. It's a web like you're in a safe space where you can experiment without getting the full effects of it. And in the same way, when God wants to expand us, I feel like that's what he does. So that college ministry, like we had the support of our church at home. We had the support of people praying for us. Like 
we were not uncovered, first of all. We we were sent. We That's went good. in order. Yes, so sir. because of that, there was protection. So while we were still growing and blossoming and, and finding our path, we weren't completely out here by ourselves, even though it felt that way. So it's like God has an ecosystem that he creates for our growth, but we can't we don't know all the resources it's equipped with yet. Yeah. I feel like even as you were talking about us being sent, um, I remember when our leader, our spiritual father, he prayed over us. The one thing he prayed was he said, Father, let them go in my authority. And I felt like even in regards to the battles and the difficulties and in the midst of us feeling like we were weak, bro, like God still gave us strength. God still gave us authority. And there's a specific scripture that talks about like a person um, being a preacher. And the, the scripture basically says, how can they hear um, lest there's a preacher? And how can one preach unless he is sent? So like even with that, the ability or the gifting to preach doesn't even really manifest to the degree that it can if there is an authority in it. Um, so, yeah. But I also wanted to ask you, obviously, we are saved. We love Jesus. <laughs> and we went to North Carolina Agricultural Ooh. Technical State University. My God. And we went to the homecoming. We did. <clears throat> so what was that like for you? Maneuvering through that. Um... <laughs> You know, <laughs> vulnerability is important. Transparency is important. Covenant relationships where you can be real with yourself and another person is is, is very important. Um, and I was going to say this earlier. The fact that we were in a place where we were going through what felt like darkness, but together allowed us to really lean on each other in a way that I didn't know was going to happen. And so we learned a lot about each other. But even to the, to your question, there's a whole lot of temptation on this campus. Yeah. There's a whole lot of temptation. Like we're not just in the world, but we're young men in college yep. doing ministry, choosing to say, Ooh. I deny my flesh for Christ. That don't mean I don't fall. That don't mean I don't make mistakes, but that's saying I am going to choose to live for Christ, to live a lifestyle for him against fornication. Yeah. Against these things. I'm not going to practice these things. You yep. know, that is crazy with the way these women are walking around on campus. Like Literally. that's, that's just, a different type of thing. I remember one day, I don't even know if I really want to say this, but I hey, remember bro, one listen. day I was at the health center and I, and I had to text you. I was just like, bro. Yep. I had the bro. moments too, bro. I've yeah. had the moments too. Accountability is important because it's like, especially with, and I think honestly, like you said, it's, it's training ground because when you were talking about college, you were saying we're in a, we're in a place where the, there's still confines, there's still boundaries. Mm -hmm. But learning that necessity of accountability in college, like how much more now as grown men, yeah, like how much more as men who are, you know, graduated with jobs, you know yeah. what I'm saying, who, with cars that could go anywhere they, you know what I'm saying, doing yeah. whatever we want and don't really got an answer to anybody. Like we don't live with our parents, you know what I'm saying? We love them, but like at the end of the day, we we are we are we're we're established we're we're building and i'm realizing now in these moments like the importance of accountability the importance of being around people and like you said being honest and open and transparent um i remember and if you guys don't know the story like i said um on my previous episodes um i wasn't saved when i went to ant um i've been to church i knew all of the uh, you know, I went through the motions and things of that nature. Darren was though. And, um, he and I met 
in the academic classroom building and we just became cool from there um but we didn't really begin we didn't really become close until i had a radical encounter with christ and that's sort of when our friendship built up but like even before then you know i would see him on campus and um you know he was just a light or he was just he was just that dude you know what i'm saying that i would feel comfortable talking to um we never really went through deep conversations before that time um because it was just you know we were on two different paths in the moment but um you never know what simple conversations with people can have like even if you may think it's surface level you may have a bigger impact you know what i'm saying i remember when he and i um uh met again at the mall after the orientation and we literally just randomly ran into each other and even now i think back to that day and i'm like that was the sovereignty of god and you know we connected and got each other's numbers and we would just talk and you know fellowship and text and things of that nature and so i'm definitely grateful and i feel like you know that played a major role in who i was during college um likewise yeah because i'll say even as a christian you gotta you gotta discern the defined moments of god like you were saying because we you know how many people we met at nso like that were just people but when i met jesse i literally remember i think i've said this before he was around a group of people and it was almost like he was shining like he was standing out from them Mm. and i looked at them and i'm like he doesn't belong with them and that was i didn't know him from anything that was just my thought and i continued on with my day and then like he said we met again at the mall and i'm like that's not a coincidence that I walked past this same person and he's just sitting here. So I just went over, spoke, we got each other's number and that was that. And nothing like immediately picked up from then, but now we see where we are today and it's like God was showing us all along. So, you know, we got to be able to see that stuff. Yeah. And what's crazy, I think one of the things that blows my mind with college, bro, is like even the people that you said that, um, that I was around at the time, like I don't even contact any of them anymore like those those relationships cut off in a while and I you know my parents would say certain things about college and I know you know when we listen to the old folks like you know think times are different and things of that nature but there are certain things that they said when it came to the college journey that is kind of true I remember my father and my grandfather he said that when they went to their um orientations and they sat in the auditorium that the person who was speaking basically told them to look to their left and look to their right and say probably either one of them won't make it through yeah and when i I always heard it but it's one thing to hear it it's another thing to live it you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like and so i remember i had a whole squad my freshman year and i don't even know where they i don't even know where they're at bro like some of them graduated some of them did it but it's like these were people that i would spend every day with that i would talk with that i would call you know i'm saying that i would text and it's like i have i have no idea where they're at and even when they're graduated you know what i'm saying we graduated at the same time some of them graduated before me but i just don't know yeah because life just brings people to different paths and so it's just it's just crazy how things will act like like things will play out that way yeah and i'm grateful I'm grateful how it turned out i mean yeah and i want to backtrack a little bit I, you mentioned something i wanted to i didn't want to interject while you're talking but yeah. uh christian community something that our spiritual father had said before was that as a young man of the faith and and one who represents Christ and people know that you represent Christ outwardly, there should not be a time where you're just going out and wandering and people don't know where you are. And and hear what the point of this is. I'm not saying every single time you go somewhere, you gotta let somebody know. Mm-hmm. But for example, I shouldn't, I, it would be weird for me to take a random trip to South Carolina by myself 
during college and none of my friends know where I'm at. Because what is that? What am I doing? Why do I not want them to know? Why do I yeah. not anybody to be able to check in on me and things like that? Yeah. And I think that's just important because even how we were talking about like how it regards to mo- in regards to modesty or like staying in the night at people's house or entertaining certain conversations Ooh, with Jesus. the opposite sex. It's like, I think that was kind of something that we learned more recently. And there's yeah. so many people who are Christian and simply don't know like, okay, I'm a man and I'm friends with this girl but should we be talking about certain topics yeah. if we're just friends and yeah. we're in the kingdom or, you know, things like that. So I just wanted to make that point of um, not just Christian community, but like as young men of God, there is a standard even with how we operate and how we do things. And so definitely throughout this college experience, I learned that a lot. Um, even with our ministry, there was situations that would come up and it's like we had to think twice about how to handle Literally. it. Literally. Um, you know, like from from your speech to how you say it to like all of those things, bro. And it really, it really stretched us in our capacity. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like you said, accountability is very important. And I think even with that, with, with college, because, and well, this is about to be bad, but like so many people think they know God. Mm-hmm. So many people think that they are in the faith and like, you know, so many people claim the Lord, especially because, you know, we're in HBCU, so majority of the people that we right. went to school with grew up in church in some way, shape, or form, whether it was you. non-denominational, Pentecostal, full gospel Baptist. Or they just know the songs. Yeah. They just know the songs that be sung yeah. in church, so they Simpl- think they say. Simply because simply you black, you know the songs. You feel me? Kirk Franklin, Stomp, Ty Tribbett, Victory, you know what I'm saying? Like, the anthems, God in Me by Mary Mary, right. <laughs> literally. So, but... I will say, in all honesty, people claim to know him, but a lot of people didn't. And I think the main thing that the enemy loves to do, bro, when it comes to college students is isolation. Like, I I think there's a danger in it, bro. And so I tell my friends, like, all the time, like, listen, wherever you are, like, you, you need to search and find community. Like, even for me, when we had, when we, when we got, um, when we got removed from campus and we were remote that one year, Darren wasn't there. Like I was by myself in Greensboro in this old little dingy apartment with these neighbors of mine. Oh my God. Um, thank God for deliverance. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) bam, bam, and Tay Tay. Uh (laughs) Um, That blow up mattress. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all real quick. So the story goes like this. I'm chilling regular day. I'm going, you know, I'm waking up from going to uh, sleep, getting ready to start my day. And I see this dude just chilling in the common area on an air mattress. I don't know him. I've never seen him before. And he's just chilling on an air mattress. And then the, uh, the another situation was is there was this couple on <laughs> in <Yep>. the corner <laughs> of the common area of this shared apartment space of this shared apartment space so there was so this is how it was set up it was four different rooms right it was my room and then three other people's rooms who pay rent mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then this couple this couple was on the this couple was at this corner and it was on his air mattress and they was all snuggled up and stuff and homie had his PS4 <laughs> and his <laughs> He made a whole bedroom out of your common area. <laughs> homie, homie had his PS4 and his play and his monitor on this table, bro. And I'm just sitting here looking and I'm like, wow, like, so this is what we're doing now. And I have a bed and sheets and a desk and a TV. And, and I mean, like, 
Y'all was, I mean, yeah. So I <laughs> don't even know who these people do are. Do y'all feel exposed? Like y'all, <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't feel exposed, but yeah. Um, but I tell my friends all the time, like with isolation, I was down there and Darren wasn't there. And so like, I had to really, I feel like God really directed me. And so honestly, this is sort of how remnant gathering started. Um, because the Lord told me, he said, gather the intercessors. And I was like, okay. And so I remember scrolling on Instagram and God, the Holy Spirit was literally showing me who it would be like, who the people that God wanted me to be connected to, um, for something. And so I had a couple friends. It was me, Leroy, Brianna, Kennedy, Tim. Y'all don't know all of them, but it's okay. I love y'all. Shout out to the core. Um, and so I remember we all prayed and sought the face of God for hours, like weekly, literally just, just locked ourselves in literally our friends, Kennedy and Brianna, they opened up their home and we just literally just prayed and sought God. And we cried out for revival in the campus. And honestly, um, Kasia K was there too. Kasia, she sure was. Kasia K. Um, but we, we, um, we sought the face of God and we just, we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I'm saying? We were just we were just being obedient to what the spirit of God was doing. We didn't know we were crying out and a whole movement was going to be birthed out of this because when we came into prayer, that's not what we were doing. We didn't want a ministry. We wanted God. You know what I'm saying? We didn't want influence or notoriety or, you know, we just, we just wanted God. And so the Lord ended up using us in a mighty way. But in those examples, it's sort of just leaning into the Holy Spirit and asking God to really show you the circle and who it's supposed to be. And honestly, you don't even know the impact that you'll have on people. Um, and I would just say really connect to the believers that are truly radically on fire for Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how the impact's made. And if, if you're on fire, you got to be around people who are also burning. Mm. So keep the fire going. Yeah. How do you feel for somebody? So Darren, Darren has a call to corporate. Um, I'm in corporate right now, but that's definitely more of his lane than mine. And that's okay. And I think one of the other things too, that I love about me and him is that we're, we, we are similar in our love for God, but our calls differ in some way. And I think like, that's good because you need people around you that are in different spheres that understand different ways that God may want to use people. But for you, bro, someone knowing that you're called to corporate, how do you feel like you navigate through following God, not compromising, and yet still, you know, being able to function in the workplace? Yeah. Um, well, before I answer that, what <laughs> I wanted to talk about um, how you were talking about our differences. Mm -hmm. During college, I feel like we had a lot of conversations that God was glorified through. Yeah. Like simply the way that God chose to make himself known to one person and make himself known to another person. Yeah. When those two people speak, the expression of God is released. That's good. And so it's like, you're able to see God in somebody else and they're able to see God in you. And so mm -hmm. therefore we all have a greater picture of him. That's I just feel good. like we had so many moments about like, like yeah. that when we watched that Netflix show, <laughs> sure uh, did. it's just like seeing how we're, how we were different, but at the same time, so similar or different, but compatible. Yeah. But anyways, as far as corporate goes, um, honestly, I feel like right now it's cool because you know, I'm a new hire, entry-level position, so I, I don't have too much uh, 
leadership de- decisions that are have the company on. I don't have the weight of the company on my back right now or anything. Yeah. But um, I would say, you know, definitely finding what God wants to do whenever you enter into a new place or territory or have a new group of people having the mindset of like, God, how do you want to move or how do you want to use me or what what is your agenda? Because when you know you're a servant, like it's really not about you anyway. So even even me having goals for my future is cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but they have to be submitted to Christ as well. So one of the ways uh, this looks is constantly having conversations about my future with God. So like, okay, God, I'm interested in this. I'm working as an engineer right now, but in the future I see X, Y, and Z. So what do you feel about those things? Is that, is that the desire you have for me as well? Um, is that going to manifest through this team? Is it going to be another team? So really right now I'm in an exploratory state of just asking God, how does he want to move and what does he see so I can come into that vision? Yeah. I have a question. What do you feel like for you? God expresses himself in different ways, but what do you feel like the Lord put on your heart, like in regards to your burden or what you were grieved about the most when you just saw A&T? That's a deep question. Oh, (laughs) that's a deep question, but um, definitely the Lord shows me uh, or showed me concerning A&T um, the idolatry, like mm. a campus full of people. And let me, let me preface this. Everybody on A&T's campus is not saved, obviously, but there is a remnant. There is. And when I say that, I don't mean just our ministry. There's people that I have not met who are probably on fire for God, filled with the Holy Ghost, saved. So I don't want it to come across as like, we're the super Christians and everybody else is not like, that's not what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. But like, I was definitely burdened by the idolatry on campus mm. and, and not just the idolatry, but the deception, mm. because there was this whole thing of like, I know God, but they really don't, or mm. I'm saved, but I'm not walking with him. So mm. what is that? How does that work? And I think something I saw freshman year was that irritated me to no end. I saw plenty of people use Christianity as a tagline for their networking. And that right there did it for me. Like you went ahead and achieved something that you wanted to do, worked in your own strength because God did not give you the grace for it because he stands against it, for example. And then you say, thank God for this opportunity. Hey buddy, he didn't give it to you. Yeah. No. So like there was, and there's things like that where it's very evident and very clear that God is against that. Right. But then there's things. And so that's the deception part where it's like, we're doing whatever we want to do. We're living whatever lifestyle we want to. And then we're going to say, thank you, God, for getting me here. And it's like, bro, you're not walking in agreement with his word. Yeah. So how are we going to, you know, put God in this somehow? When you purposed in your heart to do whatever you wanted to do, live how you wanted to live, create even this whole like this lifestyle image. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with the whole like lifestyle thing, the, the aesthetic on Instagram. I mean, I think it's cool. But like. Is Christ the forefront or is he not? You know what I mean? Is yeah. Christ someone that you're walking with or is it the little tagline you put on your resume to get the attention of the right people? Um, I saw a lot of people promoting themselves to be good people or well-rounded people as they threw Christ in things. But when I looked at their walk close up, I couldn't find him. You could tell. And so that was something that really bothered me. Um, And for some people it was out of ignorance. And for some people it was marketing, you know what I mean? Mm. And then um, as far as the idolatry, just like 
people giving themselves up to many different things, whether it was um, the worship of themselves, like their, their, their opinion and making themselves a God without, you know, and you know, that language almost like will shake somebody. People are, can get offended by like, you think I'm a God? Well, a God is something you worship. A God is something you put before everything else. Mm. A God is something you make time for and make sacrifices to. And so anything can be our God. You know what I mean? And I think that's something we're so afraid of saying sometimes. Literally, and it's like, bro. yeah, no, we can make ourselves a God. We can make a relationship a God. We can make an organization a God. We can make anything an idol. And I felt like there was a lot of that. And sometimes it definitely was a deeper thing of people didn't know their identity. Yeah. People were lost in rejection. rejection people were yeah. just trying to find out why they had value. Um, we see that when people get lost into drugs and, and substance abuse because it's like, I'm looking for that thing. I'm looking for that fulfillment. But what people don't understand is you were created for and by God. So your soul is always going to be longing for him, clinging mm. towards him. Yeah. But we can try to use supplements. We can try to fill it with sex, fill it with um, drugs, whatever the case. So there was just a lot of idolatry and a lot of deception. And that's that's really what burdened me concerning the campus. Yeah, bro. One thing I noticed as well, like with people that I started out with, and some people that I either finished with or some people that are still there or some people that ended up leaving. But there's a lot of people and we've spoken about uh, a couple of people like that. We've noticed this with um, I won't say their names, but there's been like switches. Mm. And like what I mean is like there's been people where I've seen them from freshman year, you know what I'm saying? Sophomore year and. Honestly, I'm not even saying that these people were living for God or anything, but there was a level of, I don't know if this is the right word, but hopefully this is making sense. There was a level of innocence mm -hmm. or a level of life that they still had within themselves and it affected their um, external appearance. Yes. And it's like on Instagram, it's like from the last picture to where they were in that phase, it's like there was a crossover into another realm of darkness. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if this is witchcraft. I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if you sold your soul, bruh, but like there is a major difference and it literally affects their external mm -hmm. like appearance. Like I was looking at certain people and I'm like, yo, your eyes didn't even look like that. Your face, your countenance, bro didn't even look like this you, you like your your hair looks different like and I know some people may think this is deep but I'm telling you like the devil will do things like this yeah. and that's something that's what grieved me is when I would see people and we have to also remember like Darren and I aren't special like we just simply you know found the grace of God and we chose to repent of our sin and Christ rescued us and saved us but and I'm pretty sure you could attest to this bro at A&T them people, saved or not, have the call of God yeah. on their life. Mm -hmm. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, entertainers, you know what I'm saying? Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Geniuses. geniuses people have geniuses, grace on that Lawyers, campus. engineers, doctors, like the call of God, influencers, my God, like the call of God is on their life and you can see the, you can see the demonic twist to it and yes. they're still thriving in it. Yes. And, and, that's Externally. what really grieved. Yeah. And I've, it really grieved me because I'm like, wow, 
Like this person, I remember having one-on-one -on -one conversations with this person and I could feel the joy. I could feel the life in the conversation, even though they might not have known God to the degree that he should have been known by them. There was still some form of joy or tangibility or life that they had when literally I'm, I look at certain people and I'm like, bro, you look like a walking casket. Mm -hmm. Like all I, all I see is death. And, and I don't know what happens, but it's a trend. Yeah. It's something that is something that is not, this is not rare. This is not something that happens every once in a while, bro. I remember when we were at graduation, Dar me, Darren, and yeah. my other boy, Leroy, we literally were at graduation, bro. And we saw this person just there at graduation and we were just looking at the person and they were so lifeless. And mind you, this was like a, a person who was notable, known by many, had all the popularity, had all the friends, had all the quote unquote affirmation. So we thought and we're looking at them on the day of graduation. They were graduating, bro. Yeah. A day where we should be celebrating a day where we should be happy because we thriving and we conquered and, you know, we're, we're done. And I'm, we're looking at the person, bro. And all I could see was just lifelessness and honestly, hopelessness, bro. Yeah. And it's a sad reality that I feel like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, can uh, deal with. Is there anything you had to say? Yeah, no. I mean, I think what happens is there's like we, we can be ignorant to the spiritual realm a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even trying to be deep, but like altars and sacrifices and all that is not just burning sage. It's not just the crystals. It's not just coming to the church and repenting. It's not just fasting, whether you're in Christ or not. Yeah. There are spiritual acts that take place that progress us forward or backward that pr progress us near the cross of Christ or against it. And so when we live in this world, it's like, do what you want, live your truth. And then we have friends who are like, well, I'm gonna support you in whatever you do yeah. because it's your life. You should live it. Yeah. We don't understand. We're, we're pushing a different agenda. Yeah. We're not pushing Christ when we do things like that. And so that's how we see people turn out in, you know, really dark spaces or maybe their business is thriving, but like they're dealing with such deep depression and they have to smoke every night to go to sleep or <laughs> yeah. whatever the case. And it's, and it's, and it's sad. It's not a thing of like, Oh, look at them. Like they're an issue, yeah. but it's like, this is what the enemy does is how he creeps in. So, yeah. So with all of that being said, what do you feel like started off in college, in college, finishing college, now graduating, like, and men in the world, you know, as adults, what do you feel like you're dealing with now? Like, where are you at now with everything? Um, concerning just my life? Yeah. Uh, I would say I'm really in a... Like I, even for work, how I said an exploratory space, I'm really just like asking God, okay, can you show me more of yeah. the vision? And and He has, and so certain things I'm planning and putting in place. Let me tell y'all too, finances. Wow, college, high school, middle school did not prepare me for At real all. finances, bro. At like all. learning about credit, learning about um, how to save, learning about high yield savings accounts, learning yeah. about how to budget your money, yes. how to monitor your trends yes. of spending. Yes. Didn't learn none of that. So coming out of college, 
where I had a job in college and it was like, well, I know I got to pay this car note. I got to get gas and I got to get food. So, yeah. you know, it was easy. Yeah. But like now it's like, okay, you're looking at spaces to live. You got mm-hmm. more bills, more responsibilities. And so financially, I'm definitely in a place where I can say I've learned a lot, but it was so overwhelming because I felt like I had to learn all of it at once. Yeah. I had to learn how to handle the student loans. I had to learn how to build my credit. I had to learn how to do all of these things. And really certain things you had to just start. Like I talked to a financial advisor, I'd watch the YouTube videos, but I had to just start doing things so I could have some type of time and trend to monitor, to see if I needed to change my habits or not. Yeah. Um, so that's that concerning my work. I already talked about that, but like spiritually walking with God, um, it's been a very interesting, interesting season. I think it's, He's still digging capacity in me. Yeah. Um, I, I can see more of the vision of what we're walking oh towards <laughs> and what we're getting towards. But um, yeah, I've I've learned and I'm still learning how to enjoy the good and the bad days with God. That's good, bro. Um, because there, it's both. Mm. It's both. I mean, even in college, the Lord spoke to me and said, "There's there's a level of my love that you will never know without suffering." Yeah, and I mean pair that to the Bible because of God's love. He sent Jesus to the cross. Yeah. So like I'm learning how to know him in that learning how to know him in the good and the bad. And even how we said on the other podcast about, can you remain like, can we remain with Christ? You know, like yeah. through the things where I feel are unfair or through the things where I don't understand his justice or I don't understand his faithfulness yeah. or his goodness. Cause sometimes it doesn't look good to the flesh, Yeah. but, um, learning how to remain with him. Like yeah. even in this, I'm upset, but God, I don't want to leave you. I don't want to be fickle towards you. I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for where I'm at. Um, but I would say I'm in an exploratory stage, but yet still building yeah. with what I do have. Yeah. TD Jake said that in one of his messages, he said that the Lord was very intentional with his word in telling us to abide. And he mm-hmm. was saying how like, God would not consistently tell us as his people to abide if it wasn't hard to abide. Like yeah. he, he, he was intentional to say, we are the vine, you are the branches, um, abide in me and I abide in you. Like, because he knows that trials are going to come. And I feel like even as you were talking about not understanding and not knowing, and we've had this conversation, but those times where God is like, you don't get an answer. Mm-hmm. This is just what it is. And the answer is, <laughs> Had me tore. I mean, senior year, he was real, like, buck with me. Like, God, bro, <laughs> I guess. Okay, I'll just be quiet. Like, And, like, literally, <laughs> I've learned in situations where, like, the answer that I want is him. The answer, yeah. the answer is I'm God and I'm with you. And because I'm with you, everything is going to be okay. And I know that's real cliche, but, like, them old saints would just say everything going to be all right. And... You know, I'm realizing now in my life, sometimes that's just all I can lean into. And just like you, bro, I'm I'm like somebody who's very analytical and I just want to know when, where and how and why. And yeah. there have been times, bro, where God had to sit my tail down and say, you're not going to know when you're not going to know how you're not going to know why you're just going to know that my will will go forth. And <laughs> if you if you choose to obey me, this is my plan for your life. Right. And. You know, it's it's a consistent journey. Um, hmm, yeah. Well, we're at 42 minutes. I guess my last question is, bro, what do you feel like college has taught you? What lessons do you feel like you've learned from going through the process of college? Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Um, hey, take your time, bro. 
the lessons of college. Mm. So much. Wow. Um, college has taught me how to, or at least given me the mindset to really, you got to perfect your craft even amongst other people who are doing the same thing. Um, how people say like the grass is greener on the other side, or even just speaking to the idea of comparison. Um, being a freshman, you look up to the sophomores, but being a sophomore, you look up to the juniors. Like this is what they're doing. This is what I should be doing when I get here. And you create a timeline for yourself and you got to be careful with that because that's good, bro. You're not living the same life as everybody else. And your path is therefore not going to be the same as everybody's. That's good. So that's applicable in college in that way. But even in life, like you can't measure your speed against somebody else's. You can't look for those things. You know what I'm saying? And that, again, goes back to remaining. Like, can I stay with Christ even when it's like, well, God, I'm good at this, too. I know I can do this. I know I could be here. I know I'd be pretty successful in that. But it's like we have to have enough stability in us or allow God to put a stake in us enough to stay put until he releases us into the thing we have the grace for. And so college has taught me that and it's still something I'm learning daily. But um something else is as far as friendship and community like really what it looks like to value those around you. Um just through different situations with friendships, with people going to the calf and so-and-so didn't come or we're doing this event or I'm having a birthday, but I know this group don't really mix with this group. So I'm going to do three different events or whatever the <laughs> case. Like I've just learned how to navigate certain situations and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I know that sounds very vague and high level, but I was not ready for this question. But um, yeah, I've learned a couple of different things and I'm grateful for how they they show out in life. Oh, also, North Carolina A&T taught me how to be a self-advocate. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yo, tell you. facts though. You got closed mouths don't get fed. Facts, okay, though, bro. If you need a scholarship, if your schedule is wrong, if if you're supposed to get a certain thing and you didn't, you have to be an advocate for yourself. You cannot wait for somebody to come around and see the issue. If it's your issue, that's yours. You're the only one who has to deal with that. You're yeah. the only one that's going to pay the consequences of that so you need to be able to speak up for yourself and say this is not working i'd like to find a solution and you know the aggie shuffle which for those who don't know that mm. is basically the runaround auntie will give you while i love my institution you know we got our flaws so my god dowdy might send you to this office and send you to that office then you're gonna go back to your uh chair and your advisor all of that stuff so that's built in me some tenacity to be like what i need to get done for me i'm gonna get it done because Facts, nobody else bro. can and so in life in in work like trying to find a solution to something, you have that tenacity there where it's like, okay, it seems like there's three closed doors each time I kept, you know, knocking. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to that next door because I know what I have to do for myself. And um, even like how you communicate, how you present yourself to other people and being able to be what you need in certain situations. Yeah. And I'm not saying change yourself or be different, but what is this situation and group of people pulling on? Is, are you being pulled on as a mentor in this moment? Are you being pulled on as someone who has professionalism to offer? As you Are you being pulled on in this conflict as someone who is going to mediate and, and bring peace to a situation? The different challenges of college have taught me to recognize those moments and ask myself, in what area am I being pulled on and how can I express that? Because that's the thing that has a solution. So even in work, even in church, even in leadership, yeah. even in friendships, 
it's easier to identify the happenings and the occurrences beyond the heat of the moment and ask myself, what is needed? What is going to bring peace and what is going to bring a solution? Do I need to be the iron hammer? Do I need to be um, firm in what I'm saying? Or do I need somebody, does somebody just need to know that they're heard? Um, so I would say, I guess, situational awareness has definitely increased due to college as well. Yeah. Last thing, the whole self-advocating, bro. So just for anybody who doesn't know this, I almost didn't graduate on time. And mm-hmm. what I... <laughs> Some people will play you if you let them. I mean, oh my goodness. when I say, and so what happened was, is I had a course that I needed to take. And so there was a conflict. And so what had happened was, is I went to one of the advisors and I don't think she was doing this on purpose. Um, I really don't. Maybe she was ignorant. I don't know. But the idea was, is I needed to take a course that was asynchronous and I needed to have all of these um, specific requirements for the course. And like it needed to be signed by a higher up in the mechanical engineering department. It was extra and it was OD. And I was looking for these different courses. And mind you, it would have cost money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It wouldn't been free. Been like three racks for the course. Like and I was trying to find this course and it was not working out at all. Like I was trying to find it and day in and day out still not finding the specific requirements that i needed because it was like mad rigid for no reason i don't know why they was doing all that but um so sometimes they just want to keep because they want your money for sure Um, but so i ended up saying you know what i need to talk to the dean and so y'all i spoke to that dean Mm -hmm. when i tell y'all within like 15 minutes of the conversation he said oh this course oh yeah, we have a course that is substituted for this in the biology department and that won't conflict. So you could just take that and add the other mechanical engineering course and you'll be able to graduate on time. I said, y'all, I'm like, nobody knew this. Nobody knew this in this department. I was sitting here talking to the person who taught the course that I needed to take. I said, hey, do you know any other professors that may teach this course and things of that nature? And literally one conversation with the dean, the whole thing was literally fixed in 15 minutes. And we graduated, y'all. I'm telling you. And Jesse is not a special case. Like, there are so many people who literally did not graduate on time because of one class. Mm. Like, whether it's a summer graduation or whether it's a whole nother semester with the price associated with another semester simply because their advisors didn't let them do something or things didn't work out or they didn't advocate for themselves. But I'm telling you, we, you, you got to learn when to not take no for an answer. When I say, cause it's same, your money on the line. It's your I, life. When I say, yeah, but anyways, y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation between me and Darren. Um, like I said, this is my brother. Love him dearly. Love and, you too, bro. Yes, sir. And, this is who we are. This is our story. This is where we came from to who we are now. So be encouraged. I hope you were blessed by this conversation. And yeah, keep your head up, y'all. Christ Combo out. See y'all in the next one. What up, y'all? I want to say thank you to everyone for listening to another episode of the Christ Convo podcast. If you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada, J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. Thank you for listening. I hope you received something and stay tuned for the next. See y'all soon.